Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. I've, I've traveled to over 22 different nations. Remember going into India and we were in Calcutta. And um, one of the pastors I was with took out a picture. And he took out a picture of this guy. And um, he had a white short sleeve shirt that was all torn and tattered. He had shorts. He looked like he was, uh, he, he just looked like he hadn't eaten in days. And, the, and he said, have a look at this guy. I'm looking at him. And he goes, this is the before picture. This is when we first came into the garbage slump. What his job was, he would go into the rubbish bins and pick out plastic bags and then sell them. He could hardly make enough to survive for one day. He meets Jesus. And then they showed me his picture. He's this guy, good-looking suit, hair comb, looked healthy. And I go, he's now a businessman. He now supports three or four different churches with pastors and does all this community work. He was born in a slum with disadvantage. Everybody that he lived with did the same thing. They all lived under the same cardboard box. Here's the, here's the issue. You stay in disadvantage is if you feel that there is no way out. Come on, can, can we be honest today? Some of us, are, we were born into a disadvantaged family. Some of you, were, some of you don't. Some of you have been born in such amazing families that if I say to you, what is the budget? You go, I don't know. It's my dad. Right? Some of you go, what was your first car? You would go, hey, a brand new car. See, we are all gone into, born into different disadvantages, whether it's socioeconomic, whether it's an education. If you were born into a family that didn't believe in education, you were discouraged from going to school. But see, what breaks... Disadvantage is what you keep to disadvantage is you not having access to things that will take you to another level. So the way you keep yourself in a disadvantaged position is to stop you having access to education. And to stop you having access to good material. Stop you having access to great churches. So what changes this advantage is you having the same access. So here's the key. This is a kingdom principle. It doesn't matter where you were born, how much money you had, whatever you had. If you've got the same source, you can change your situation. So you can have a guy born in a rubbish chip, now a businessman supporting churches. Why? Because he actually got a hold of the source that changes disadvantage. See, the moment you have a source, you are no longer disadvantaged. That is why the banks really love you. Because you are their source of income. Do you realize you go to a bank and you say to them, you know, give me, how do I live without borrowing money? You're not, they're not going to talk to you. Are you with me? Why? The reason is you're their source. But the moment you realize that you no longer lead them, you all of a sudden are no longer disadvantaged. 
See, what keeps you at a disadvantage is you feel that there are other people that have access to things that you don't have. If you feel that you haven't got them. So what happens is this. The way we are in perpetual problems is we feel, if I only had that, if I was only born that way. I remember... Was, we was, I was working late one night. We were doing some drawings and I was doing some design work. And there was a guy there that I got to know and he was an apprentice working his way up. And I just really felt I wanted to go and encourage him. So I got out of my office, went up to his workbench and we just started to encourage him. And he said this. He goes, it's all right for you. I go, what do you mean? He goes, here you are. You've got a university degree. You've got all of this. You've got all this. You've got an office. you even got your own parking lot. I loved it. You used to, used to drive in and there was a tag called Ted Fab. No one was allowed to park there except for the general manager. But, you know, so he's kind of that. And he goes, I'm, dis- I'm disadvantaged, da, da, da. And I said, do you realize I only finished year 10? And he goes, but then he said this, but your reputation is that you got, a, 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 what's his name, university degree, you've got all of these degrees. And I go, I haven't got any of these degrees. What I have is I realized that I am a Christian and I have access to God. And he looked at me, he was like, you're really weird. But you know what got him? He goes, well, if you being weird can do this, I want to be weird. See, what happens is this. He's thinking, his mentality was, I'm going to be on the workbench for the rest of my life. I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have this. The reason you've got this is because you've got different advantages. If you will start to realize that what keeps you disadvantaged is you feel that you, have, you haven't got access to what other people have. So therefore, do you, do you realize that the kingdom of God is a level playing field? The kingdom of God gives every single person the same access. So you know what happens today is this. We need to get removed that you are not disadvantaged anymore. You are no longer disadvantaged. Now, let me show you this. Believing is seeing. So what happens is this. In the lower realm, you advance by what you see. You, you, I, I can see that. I can see that. In, in, I see that. But in God's kingdom, now always understand this: Adam fell from a ruling reign to being a dominated reign. The word repentance means go back to the original. So when you hear the word repentance has so been uh, scaled down, is you got to feel sorry for your sin and all that. It's all correct. But to repent, when Jesus said, "Repent for the." kingdom of God is there. You know what he was saying? Change the way I'm taking you back to the kingdom. He wasn't saying, repent, I want to have a church. I want you to come on time. I want you to go to a prayer meeting. I want you to do that. I want you to be a good little boy. How many of you realize going to church doesn't make you better? I've seen good people go to churches, some churches, not this church, other churches, and they come up worse. Some people go, oh, I used to be good, I went to church and I've learned how to be, you know. Anyway, we'll, we won't go there. But it works like this, is that Adam had, was born or created in a ruling reign 
that he was supposed to live by faith, supposed to live by speaking, supposed to live by what was in heaven to manifest on earth. When he lost it, he comes down to this level. And that's why the Bible says, you've got to work by the sweat of your brow. See, in this kingdom, you get rewarded by much how hard you work. But in this kingdom, you get rewarded by using your God-given faith. So what happens is this. First disadvantage you've got to get yourself over is this. That every one of you have been given the same measure of faith. Now... Let me talk to you about communication. As a communicator, what I learned is when I first started communicating God's word, depending on what country I went to, I would take somebody out and I would go, how do I communicate this into this culture? Because I want to be understood. Do you realize when God created you, you were created with the capacity to understand him and you were also created with the capacity to do whatever you heard from him? You were created with a capacity to hear. You were also created with a capacity to have faith and to stand to step out. So when God, the reason I can say that, why would God give you a promise without the ability to take it? The, the Bible says this, and he's talking to fathers, and he goes, do not exacerbate your children. And I used to go, well, what does that mean? Okay, for me, it was like this. I can run. I used to be able to run 100 meters in 12.6 seconds. Can you imagine me taking Christina's here? She's three years old, and I'm going, baby, you're a Fabianic. 12.6. Run fast. <laughs> and if you don't run fast, you're not going to eat. And I keep doing that. What, what is she going to do? She will not be able to do that until she learn, gets to a certain age. The Bible says this, the way you exacerbate people is to give them a promise without the ability to receive the promise. The Word of God says this, a heart, what's that? A promise deferred makes the heart sick. What happens is this, is when you receive a promise, but you haven't got the ability to receive it, it makes the heart sick. What the, some of the issues we have in the church globally, we have a lot of sick Christians that have a sick heart because they look, do you realize that? 8,850 promises in God's word. And, you're not, and we're going to deal with every one of them before you go home today. And then we're going to, and then, no, 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 and then we're going to close the doors. And if you can't memorize them, you've got to go back to the, back again and then go all over again. No, no. See, what happens is this, is we in church have taught more about the promises than about the ability to claim them. So everybody goes, yeah, I know there are promises, I know there are promises, I know there are promises. But never ever going over the line and saying, I have the ability to claim 8,850 promises. Some of you are looking blank at me. I can even feel you through to the violas. You go, oh, come on, Ted. You've you got to be joking. Have you seen my life? If you would have told me when I had a car that used to drive around and doors fell open, every time we used to have a car, there was such a bomb 
that every time we went around the corner, Silva would go around and do a head count. One, two, three. We're good, Ted. I had a car that the first thing I did every morning was to pray, Dear Lord Jesus, I pray that it starts. Second prayer, I pray that it stops. I pray that it starts again. I, I knew all about the promises. But then takes a time. So you can, you, can, you can quote all the promises and still be disadvantaged until you take it on board and stop being disadvantaged and step into it. Now watch this. Faith is our handle on what we can't see. Now listen to this. This is in Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith. Just stop there. Now. Everybody say now. It's not talking about when you die and you go to heaven. See, I, I grew up in that era and I used to wonder why does everybody want to go home with Jesus? No one wants to stay on earth. And I realized it's tough on earth. It is tough. You, you got this and you got this problem and that problem. And if that's not enough, you cause problems. If that's not enough, you marry problems. Then you have children that are problems. And then they bring problems home. And then they bring their teachers home with you. Ah, oh, come on. You have all of these problems. You go to church and the only thing we gave you, one day when you die, you will go with Jesus. I used to go flip, take me home. I, I used to think the longer you live, the more punishment you got. Because the reason being was this is that we felt the faith of God wasn't for the now, it was from heaven. Think about this. The most quoted prayer of Jesus is, Our Father, which art in heaven, bring us home, because we don't like earth. In Jesus' name, Amen. God, you know, it was like Dr. Spock, beam me up, Jesus. Am I talking to the right crowd here? Come on. How many of you have ever wanted to escape this life? Do not put... Yeah, all the honest people are down the back. Uh, yeah, they, all the honest people went into the uh, overflow room. Hey, love you guys. I'm, I'm going to go over there, these people. No, no. You see, what, what happens is this. If you feel that there's no way out, you need rescuing. I do not need to be rescued anymore. I am a child of God. I don't need to be rescued from my sins. I've already been rescued. Okay. Watch this. Now faith is. That means this. Just watch this. Is that right this very moment, not tomorrow, not another day, right now, today is your day to get out of your disadvantage. What, you know what the hard thing is? It is sometimes your disadvantage can become your comfort food. You know, what, you, know what they say? you know what comfort food does? You put on your favorite movie that you watch 20 times. You take food that's, that's going to make your stomach feel heavy and you just slum there and you're, got, you're hoping to fall asleep. And that's comfort. But you don't need any more comfort food. You need breakthrough food. 
You need some breakthrough messages. You need some breakthrough readings. And listen to this. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation of the title deed. Listen to this. A title deed is a document that states and proves a person's legal right to ownership. So in other words is this. Every promise of God is your title deed. So watch this. I want you to rename your Bibles. I want you to, in the first cover, whatever you're doing, it's very hard electronically. I don't know how you're going to do that. But just for the sake of it, get an old-fashioned Bible and put in, this is my title deed. Now this is my title deed. Not when I get to heaven. It says, the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. Listen to this. Hope is always future. When you pray for people, they go, I hope I get healed. Future. That's not faith. Hope tells you what is possible. Faith brings it into present day reality. You good? Let me show you this. We were in Myanmar and there was this blind lady. She was absolutely blind. Uh, When she opened up her eyes, it was just white. She came up for prayer. We laid hands on her. We prayed for her. This is what she said. She goes, thank you, and walks off. And my, some of my team were going, oh, Ted, that didn't really work, did it? I wanted to smack him. <laughs> but I, I did it in love. And I said, um, and then I could go, oh, he t- Jesus touched me, and he used Ted's hand. <laughs> but she just goes, thank you, it's done. But she's blind. Everybody else thinks that nothing had happened, but she has a title deed. The title deed is the word of God. So she goes home, finds a room, falls asleep. In the morning, the daughter hears a scream. She comes into the mother's room and guess what? She's screaming. She goes, there's light, there's light. Her sight was restored. Now, but this is what happens is this is that you go to the sense knowledge, you go, I am healed when I feel it. But do you know what you do with, it, with your feelings? You go, feelings, this is my title deed. The title deed says that I am healed. Done deal. I'm feeling weak. Now, how many of you wake up in the morning and you feel tired? How many don't wake up at all? (laughs) How many of you got a substitute to come to church this morning? It's not really you. You know, this is what I do every morning. Let the weak say, I am strong. My body is talking to me. My body says, hey, Ted. Well, what else would you call it? Uh. Hey, you wonderfully gorgeous looking muscular body, you. I go, yeah, it's okay. We're tired today. We need to rest. Why don't you crawl into bed? <laughs> but then, then I, I, yeah, that's my sense knowledge. My body's telling me that. But the word of God says I have a title deed that he renews my strength morning by morning. And so then I've got a choice. Now watch this. When you're disadvantaged, you don't have a choice. But now that you've got the word of God, now you have a choice. When you are disadvantaged, you wake up tired, and then you have this prayer. Uh, boss, 
I'm, I'm not well today. <laughs> my, my, my body, she's sick. My body, she needs a doctor. And I go to see the doctor and he give me four weeks off, okay? <laughs> see, when a person has been so long in having disadvantages, he never feels like he has a choice. But now that we are the children of God, now we have hope. See, hope says, I know. You know, I used to get people say this. Yeah, Ted, don't worry about being tired because when you get to heaven, you're not going to be tired. Here's my problem. I can't wait. I have a wife that's demanding. I have children that are demanding. I have grandkids that are demanding. And the reason they're demanding is because I let them. I have a boss that is demanding. Everything is demanding. But my sense realm says, excuse me, you are tired. But the title deed says, by his stripes I am healed. By his power my body is renewed. See, the reason you feel disadvantaged because you don't feel like you have a choice. But today you have a choice. Listen to this. So no longer do you live in hope. I want you to, we need, we're going to deal with this over a couple of weeks. You've got to get out of hope and get into faith. Hope will get you to heaven. Faith will give you heaven on earth. Hey, that's really good. Huh? Regina, we need to put that up. You see, we are so, the church, which, which I've done, I've preached so much on hope, but hope, told me that one day my breakthrough was going to come Why God said, I've given you faith that you can have it now. Well, you know what, Ted? My marriage is so bad, it's taken me 20 years to get it to this bad state. Well, I've got good news for you. you. You can get over a bad marriage of 20 years in one second. It's called the love, the supernatural love of God. Watch this. People go, you've got to be joking, Fabianic. Of course I'm not joking. I'm not a comedian. I'm a pastor. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Forgiveness is supernatural. See, for, people think this. I've got to forgive and over time the pain will go. I am so sick of that. You know why I'm sick of it? Because how do you counsel somebody like that? Isn't it amazing that the moment Jesus forgave somebody, told them, get up, get on your way, and start living. He never said, stop sinning. It's going to take you a long, long time. You okay? Why can't we just believe that once we forgive, God forgives? Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great within the church that we forgive like Jesus forgives? Do you realize, just, just show you still something. When you said, God, come into my life, do you realize that God treats you as if you had never sinned? How would it be that we actually believe it and lived it? And how would it be that we go to the people in our circle, in our relationship, and go, I forgive you? How? Because I have a title deed for forgiveness. That means we can get over everything. Okay. Whoa. I am... Is it, a po- is it a ride that I preach for three and a half hours today? I'll take that as a yes. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to this. Being the proof of things we do not see. 
Now watch this. When he's talking about the things you do not see, you're using your eyesight. Do you realize there are some blind people that can see more than people with eyes? The Bible says you have eyes but do not see. You have ears and you do not hear. Let, let me prove this to you. Jesus, the Son of God, the direct representation of the Father, comes on earth. The people that read their Bible go to the church every single day, give offerings. The Word of God is there. The Word of God is speaking. The Word of God is healing. And they're going, who in the world are you? Are you a rabbi that just got lucky? Why? They had eyes, but they couldn't see. Watch this. God is the, gave Jesus, and he said, Jesus is the very image of me. He speaks like me. He thinks like me. He acts like me. And he's coming to people. But their natural realm is keeping them disadvantaged. It's because they refuse to see with faith. They receive with hope. Jesus is there and they go, we are hoping for the Messiah to come. But he says, I have come. Can you, I don't know if Jesus, if, if I was Jesus, I would be so frustrated. I mean, Jesus comes up and says, listen, how long have you been waiting for? For 4,000 years, you have been waiting and I've come and you still want to wait for more. Isn't it amazing? God gives you a breakthrough, but you want to wait till tomorrow. The Bible says faith is now. That means right today, things are changing. So what he says, what I love is this, right? Do not see in the conviction of the reality. Faith perceiving as real fact that what is not revealed to the senses. Let me just be blunt with us here. I felt married in 1983. I felt it. I walked out of my house, a single man. I walked back in as a married man. There was these feelings. But then you start work, you come home tired, and guess what? You don't feel married. But you know what? But it's still the reality. See, if you live on your feelings, you're, well, just, this is, this is, I'm going to... If you live on your feelings, you are subjected to the feelings to give you that breakthrough. So therefore, you become subject to the feelings instead of the feelings coming out of you. They are now controlling you. See, my love for Sylve comes out of me because I love her and the love flows. Those feelings flow. I'm not waiting for those feelings. And sense realm is I got to feel the presence of God before I step out. I, when the presence of God is here, I'm going to worship. Come on, let, let's be really real. Most of the times you come here Sunday morning, you're tired. You, you're going, please, Pastor Ted, a five-minute message. And then, Jermaine, will you just hurry up and get to the slow songs? You're just going, why? I'll need to go home. My bed, she's a calling me. My bed, she goes, I miss you too much. Come home. You don't love me no more. You come. You come. I comfort you. But you know what? You come in here, and I'll guarantee this. You step out in faith, and everything else follows. One of the things that we have forgotten, that the sense realm follows the supernatural realm, not the way the way around. 
Oh, I'm, okay, okay. You good? You still love me? You have to. You have no choice. Welcome to the kingdom of God. You've got to love me. My car needs a wash, by the way. Um, so watch this. Now faith is. We are going from hope into faith. And we're going to finish on this. Listen to this. Faith is the power of vision. The Bible even says, without a vision, my people, what? Perish. Or they dwell aimlessly. To dwell aimlessly is to go around in circles. That's just where we get the term, my life is a production line. Silva is now laughing because that was my favorite comment in life. I would come home, she goes, what is it? I am so sick of this. Every morning I get up, I drive, come to the same set of lights, stop at the same set of lights, have the same boss, have the same food, have the same coffee. And guess what? I, get to, I don't like it, but I get to do it again in the morning. But see what happens is without vision, not without sight, but without vision, the people perish. And so what does faith do? Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. The way you give birth into a new reality is by faith. The way you give birth into a new day, you get up in the morning and you declare, today is going to be a great day. You want to know what I did this morning? I was up at four o'clock in the morning praying for you. You know what I was praying? I wasn't praying this, God, please, please, Jesus, uh, keep him awake while I preach. Uh, please, God. And, and I said, God, you know, some of them are not very coordinated. They don't know how to clap properly. They keep doing this. And Jesus, I'm really praying that when they clap, the two hands will meet together and make a sound. Second prayer was, please let them do it coordinated because it's being recorded. Okay, just thank you. No, no. You know what my prayer was? God, thank you today that we're going to have breakthroughs. God, I thank you that today we are going to see signs and wonders. God, I thank you today people are going to change. I thank you today that people, when they listen to this message via our YouTube channel, via our church channel, they're going to get changed. I'm praying that marriages hit another level. This is what my prayer is. The reason I can pray that, because guess what? Because all of those breakthroughs are written in heaven just for you. The Bible says we give birth. So what, see, get, get a load of this. This is where we're getting into. This is when we go into and we go, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You're awesome. You, everything begins with you. Everything is empowered by you. Let your will that is in heaven. And the Word of God tells me that His Word, Psalm 119 verse 89 says, His Word is settled in heaven. In other words, it is proven, it exists. So what you do is you get up and you start to declare, now I am free. Do you, when sin comes knocking on your door, it does this. Oh yeah, but remember how bad you were? I go, nah. The Word of God says, that I am now born again. I am without spot and blemish. When the word, you know, when, when you get this going, oh, but hey, your economy is bad. Things are bad. You might catch COVID. You might do all of that. I go, no, no. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So he, get a load of this. This is what happens is if we live on the lower level, 
We have no choices. But now we are the children of God. You have a choice. Right now, what are you going to choose? Let me show you this. Is is this okay? I I need to do this. Disadvantaged people go, but pastor, I want you to pray for me. No, no, no. I'm I'm not going to do that. Because some, a disadvantaged people always feel that somebody else got to rescue them. Isn't it about time that you started to learn how to pray for yourself? Isn't it about time that you get up and you declare yourself healed? Isn't it about time when you feel condemned? You don't have to ring up your life group leader. And <laughs> you know what? You know why we're not. You know why you don't grow? It's because you're still dealing with something that's already been dealt with. Instead of ringing your life group leader saying, hey, pray for me, I've got condemnation. When you deal with condemnation, you ring him up and go, hey, we're believing for more. I am praying for a breakthrough for you. Instead of you being pulled, being pulled up, you're helping somebody else. Satan has kept us going around in circles because we're all waiting for somebody to rescue us when Jesus has already rescued us. Why do, people, why do some people get a divorce? Because they don't feel that their marriage can be set free. So they go to somewhere else. Here's the problem. Whatever created it in the first place is going to be created again without the power of God. What we need. This is Faith Life Church. This is not Baptist life. This is not Methodist life. This is not hope life. This is not one day we're going to see Jesus life. This is faith life, living what we believe. This is about, we are now becoming what we have been named. And what you need to do is you've got to stop being disadvantaged. You've got to stop feeling that you're a nobody. You've got to stop thinking, I haven't got any. Right now, you have a choice. Will I succeed or will I fail? Will I go forward or will I go backwards? Is my life going to decrease or is my life going to increase? He is the key. When Jesus died, He gave you His full victory. So now Jesus doesn't doesn't hold back on it. It now belongs to you. Y'all have to get excited. Here's what blew me away. What kept me in my insecurity was thinking that the breakthrough was in heaven and I'm waiting for God to give it to me. When I realized that God said this to me, hey Fabs, this is the key. The key is this, I've given you the breakthrough. Now I want you to speak it and I want you to live in it. So what we got to do now is we need to start to become bold. We need to start to become courageous. We need to go, okay, I am not disadvantaged. Faith Life Church is not disadvantaged. We are not disadvantaged by COVID. We are not disadvantaged by your employees. You see, what we've got to do is we rise up. We go, faith is now. I declare over you that if you are born again, you are guiltless. If you are born again, you haven't got a past. You know, the way you feel, this is where you know where disadvantage is. Yeah, I know, but I'm forgiven, but you don't act like it. When I told my kids that you don't need my permission to get anything from the fridge, I don't know why I said it, but I said it. And all of a sudden, none of my kids did this coming to the fridge. They said, Dad said that everything in the fridge is ours. So you know what they did? They went by. They never asked me anymore. So I'm in the kitchen. They don't ask me. They go open up the fridge. Take it out. I did the same thing to my grandkids. So you know the first thing they do? 
go straight into the fridge. And they just take whatever's there, fill themselves up, put, and they put it on the table, knowing that dad's, papa's going to put it back. I, I remember one time being, I, I wasn't having a good day. And, and I said, wouldn't it be nice if they asked me? Because uh, I actually put the stuff in the fridge. And then God spoke to me and says, excuse me, what did you tell them? You told them if they ever need anything, it's in the fridge. You know, some of us still feel that God said, hey, everything in the fridge is yours. But guess what we're doing? We're asking God, excuse me, can I go in the fridge? And you know what Papa's saying? Papa God is saying? I gave you the title deed. So you know what my grandkids, they have a title deed to the juice, they have a title deed to the meat, they have a title deed to the freezer. The only thing I'm glad, I have to hide my car keys because they haven't got licenses. But I know when they have licenses, I'm going to have to lock my car up. But see, it works like this. We've lost our boldness because we feel disadvantaged. Can I take it? Let me take this out another level. You don't need to pray for your healing. You need to thank God for healing. Instead of asking for money, just thank God for the money. Because God has already said yes. Oh, I just realized that I have been preaching for 42 minutes. But it didn't feel like it, did it? I said it didn't feel like it. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we've been under so much attack that we feel that we're nobodies. We don't feel worthy enough. We don't feel any of that. But Father, right now, we want to go past the sense realm into the supernatural realm. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we are not disadvantaged. You're not disadvantaged. Just let that come into your spirit right now. Because you can't walk out of this place feeling disadvantaged. You are not disadvantaged. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, we have been set free. Spirit, soul, and body. Right now, why don't you just receive it? Why don't you just speak over yourself? Today, I have a choice. Today... I have a choice. I can either stay where I am or I can step into my victory. I can step into my possession. I can step into that relationship. I can step into that place. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I declare God's word over you today that you are not disadvantaged because you have got Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And just right now, if you don't know Jesus, whether you're watching online or whether you're here, whether you're in the overflow, this is what breaks the advantage where you come, Jesus comes to you and He says, will you accept my victory that I have won for you? And you do it like this, but simple prayer is this, Father, I come to you I ask you that you take away my sin. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died for me, that He took all my sin, all my sickness, all my anxiety, all of my problems on the cross. He died for them. Then He rose again and gave me that victory that is now mine. I receive Him as my Lord and Savior. If you've done that, hey, please give us a call. Church,
You're good? Just declare that every day over your life. Thanks, Pastor Silva.